It's a new week, and this is the Paranormal 60 Minutes Newscast. Good evening and welcome to the Paranormal 60 Minutes. I'm Dave Schrader. Hey, we've got a great show lined up for you, and uh, let's just hurry up and get our correspondence on here. Ladies and gentlemen from Texas, Greg Lawson, now in the state of Tennessee, Mr. Eric Folsom, and still in Texas in a dark room in a corner somewhere, the colonel himself, Martin Viaz. Gentlemen, good to see you today. Good evening, Dave. Dave. Good to see you, Dave. Guys, we, we have to start off the news on a bit of a sad note this week. Um, for those of you that have followed the supernatural, paranormal, ufology, we have a death, unfortunately, to announce. This happened last week after our show had already aired. Um, I found out about this. Uh, George Knapp, of course, from Coast to Coast AM and KLAS has reported that Nevada aviator John Lear passed away last Tuesday, and that has sent ripples through the world of aviation and conspiracy theories. Lear was widely known for his claims about UFOs in Area 51, but also for a lifetime of daring exploits in everything that could fly. Lear was the son of, of course, the world-famous man, his father, Bill Lear, who created the Lear jet and invented the eight-track tape system. Determined to carve out his own path, Lear drove into aviation, becoming an accomplished pilot at a very young age, eventually setting multiple world records in all manner of planes. His daredevil life came with a cost, though. Serious injuries caused by plane crashes that he should not have survived. Most people think I'm absolutely nuts, and that's okay with me, Lear told 8 News Now in 2007. He didn't mind when people attacked his wild stories. In fact, he reveled in it. He came to be known as the godfather of conspiracies. But anyone who has given the tour of his jam-packed den, which I believe you can see behind him there in the photograph, uh, for those of you watching, uh, knew there was a lot more to Lear than just the tall tales. Those walls were a museum of his life. Pictures with the famous and infamous of planes he had flown, secret planes and projects he'd investigated. Regret was not a word that he was known to use. We are talking about the passing of John Lear. Very sad news. Oh, look at that. My alarm's going off. We're right on time, guys. Things are going well tonight. Uh, Hey, let's do a quick mic check. So for those of us that are using microphones and have decided to drink tonight, we should either mute our microphone or try this, Greg, lean away from your microphone. Wow. (laughs) While drinking. Because I don't know. I don't know if anybody else during my story heard this sound. That'd be the uh, rookie player from the great state of Texas, the paranormal detective himself. What is, wow. Oh, Crystal Skull, what have you got? Orangina? Oh, nice. Wow. Fancy. Mm. You guys know how to bring the party on a Friday night. What have you got there, Martin? Uh, something called Buffalo Trace. Uh, I don't oh. know. It has something to do with buffaloes. I, I have yeah. no idea, but it looks yes. good. Very good. Speaking of looking good, we've got an interesting story to start off with. As a matter of fact, we're going to go to Tennessee 
Mr. Eric Folsom has a story to share with us today. Uh, Eric, where are we going to begin today's journey into the paranormal news? Your microphone's off, right? Oh, that's on, great. My, I remember my first time doing that. This guy. Yeah. <laughs> he looks confused. How did you? Yeah, I don't know how you muted your own microphone. There you go. There Welcome you go, back Eric. to the show. Hey, Eric. A sip. <laughs> you, you've got to remember to turn the microphone back on. Kids, you have to forgive the rest of my team here. They're all rookies and novices to the to the podcasting realm, and I think they're doing pretty, pretty good. As a matter of fact, I do want to take one quick mention. We are getting a lot of great emails and messages, Facebook, social media, and private emails telling me how much they enjoy all of us working together and the way we share the stories. So I did want you guys to know that I don't always share the accolades because really it's all about me, but I want you to know that they do like two of you. All right, let's get going. All right, wonderful. So like I said, you know, if you're like me, your Bible of the paranormal is Architectural Digest. And recently, Vanessa Hutchins had a home tour with the Architectural Digest, and she talks about really liking ghost stories. And when she gave the tour for Backyard, she described it as where, where she and her friends hang out and turn on the fireplace and share ghost stories. But she doesn't just tell ghost stories. She says she actually lives them. Mm. Hutchins opened up about her sixth sense during an appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show, telling the host that while she used to keep her paranormal sensibilities to herself, she has accepted that I see things and I hear things. The actor went on saying that she's had a lot of experiences with spirits and ghosts throughout her life. I remember getting ready for school when I was eight years old, and there was like, you know, that duck toy that you pull. Anybody know what that duck toy is, by the way? I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. You don't remember the little duck toy? It was like the little duck on a string, and you pull it, and the, the feet would flap around. I didn't grow up in Bel Air, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Joe Bonarski, Ivan Putsky, the wrestler, used to pull that around with him before he would go on the stage. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he, yeah. Might, he had a little duck toy. That's some trivia I didn't need to know. Let's yeah. get back to the story, <laughs> What the world, man? Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> it was one of those on the dining room table, and mm -hmm. it just started going alongside her as she walked. Mm -hmm. Back then, she wasn't exactly thrilled with the experience as being a child. I kind of shut it down for a while because it was very scary, and she felt the unknown was very scary. Now that she's older, though, she's kind of embraced her ability, and... She believes it's a gift, something that she has the ability to do. She's going to lean into it, learn more about it. After acceptance, the next step was clear. It was time for her first real paranormal investigation. Ooh. Hutchins' favorite paranormal tool, she said, is the spirit box, which she described as a device that scans radio frequencies really quickly, and something about the electricity that creates allows spirits to speak through it. With the spirit box by her side, Hutchins said she and her friend went to a graveyard at night and visited a playful spirit named Sam. The two turned on the machine, introduced themselves to the spirit, and then asked if she could tell them their names. And then just like that, through the spirit box, she heard Vanessa. I was like, cool. Do you have anything else you want to tell me? And through the static noise, she heard, nope. Well, I don't know if you guys feel this, but kind of as far as ghost encounters go, that's pretty non-threatening. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of want to drive out to the local cemetery yourself. Um, but nope. as any good paranormal investigator will tell you, don't let the spirits go home with you. That is so true. Thank you, Vanessa. Yeah, that was very, it's hard to believe that spirits or anybody would want to talk to Vanessa Hudgens. Come on. Yeah. How, how old is she? Uh... 15, something like that? No, she, that, she uh, con continually looks 15, doesn't she? No, I think she's like 48 now. I could be wrong. Oh, I missed some years there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? We can always ask science. Okay, Google, 
How old is Vanessa Hudgens? 33 years old. Wow. wow. There you go. Like yep. It's true. Just like yesterday, she was 15. Yeah, now she's 33 years old. It's amazing how time flies. And Marty, it is time for you to step up. Your news story for the week. Where are we going to begin today with you? Well, Dave, uh, Tanya Hussein from popculture.com reports that actor Devin Chandler-Long, and he's the gentleman uh, back looking like the Viking in the back there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, from the CBS sitcom Ghost, revealed that he has a ghost story of his own. Mm. Chandler admits he believes in aliens and ghosts, and back in college, he actually moved into a house where his roommates were convinced that the house was haunted. Chandler was not convinced until things started happening to him. He would wake up in the middle of the night, normally around three in the morning, ridden by sleep paralysis, also known as the old hag syndrome. He said he couldn't move and he was frozen to the bed. Once he fell back asleep, which how could you go back to sleep after something like that? But right. he did, uh, the paranormal activity continued. He said, my radio turned on full blast playing Journey like for 20 minutes. And uh, can you say volume knob there, uh, Chandler? <laughs> we would be playing uh, video. Wait a Marty, are you, picking on, on, are you picking on a guy that looks like a Viking, Marty? Yeah, because yeah, I'm on. here and he's somewhere else. So, And I want to know what radio station just plays 20 minutes of Journey back to back. Yeah, I don't know. But 20 minutes of Journey, I mean, I like Journey, but yeah, 20 minutes of Journey, uh, you're looking for. The only thing that would be better. Yeah. Would be 30 minutes of Fleetwood Mac. God, good day. Go yeah, on, Marty. What are you saying? Yeah. Hey, you good just got to believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and again, he, he brings up another uh, situation where he was playing video games and the water faucet just turned on full blast. He tried to explain it in his mind that it was, yeah, maybe it was the pipes. Maybe it was a draft in the house. Although he claims his Wait a dad, minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. He blames a draft on the water being turned on? Yeah, yeah. Well, what does he think is a draft? That's got to be like hurricane-style winds. It, it was college, said, too, and who knows what was going on in that house. So I think they were smoking. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to say anything, but, uh, you know, you never know. Anyways, he also claims that he has doubts about psychics, and he admits that prior to landing his role in Ghost, he went to a psychic who told him he would be playing a Viking in a picture with many people in costumes, and you will speak an accent. He immediately was thinking, hey, I'm going to get into, you know, Game of Thrones 2, or I'm going to get into some type of a series that is a Game of Thrones type of type of role. But in fact, he, he was hired to act as the Viking in Ghost, which has a lot of people in costumes, but not necessarily all from the same time period. So pretty interesting stuff. Have you guys seen the series Ghost yet? Anybody? I Negative. have, yeah. Now, yeah. what, Greg, tell me a little bit. I mean, is it a decent series? I know it's based on an English series that people seem to really like. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's it's real uh, campy. It's goofy. Um, it's uh, if you could imagine uh, having a bunch of ghosts in your house, uh, you know, from different time periods and making a uh, sitcom out of it. It's it's okay. It's uh, it's not anything serious at all, but uh, it's it's okay. You kind of get to liking the characters. So that Not Rose like McIver, it. she's the the lead woman in that TV series, right? right? She was also on iZombie 
and when we were out in uh what was it uh New Actually, Orleans a few years ago when we were at New Orleans at the at the uh, Wizard World convention I got to do the panel uh lead the panel discussion with the cast of iZombie so it's interesting that she goes from iZombie where she's a zombie who eats brains in order to figure out a crime to now she's living in a haunted house I think Rose is starting to typecast herself but it's a <laughs> it's a good show Greg I mean honestly I like it, it man I um Lynn uh, Lynn likes it okay she wouldn't watch it unless I was there um, gotcha. Probably because she's scared of ghosts and stuff. What's her last but, name? Uh, yes. What's Rose's last name? Oh, I was going to say uh, Lawson. 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 Yeah. Uh, McIver, right? M-C-I-V-E-R. Well, her husband was the very famous problem solver as well, crime solver. Yeah. No, that, that's yeah. MacGyver. MacGyver. Totally different person. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. tomato, tomato. And now they could have a good show if they did get together again. Unfortunately, speaking of MacGyver, we've got to go to another famous Mac. All right, Eric, where are we going next? It is time. For those of you that listened last week, we had a raucous good time talking about Dave's love, lust for the songs of Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. And believe it or not, we were able to dig up a story. What? So in Far Out Magazine. Uh I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, "Uh uh-huh. Okay, listen here. <laughs> wait, wait till you you hear what I have to share. I'm waiting. So, as part of Far Out Magazine, reporter Tyler Golson reports that there's a long history connecting the paranormal to popular music. Songs like Blink's 182, Aliens Exist, and Husker Du's books about UFOs specifically cite strange phenomena. But extraterrestrials were also responsible for the naming of bands like the Foo Fighters and Jefferson Starship. The rock and roll world is filled with sci-fi tales of otherworldly beings, and one of the least expected examples comes from one of the genres, as Tyler says, most popular bands, Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) Popular with who? That's what I want to know. At least with Tyler and the other three people on this podcast. All right. All right. So, back before Lindsey Buckingham and Stevie Nicks got involved with the group, Fleetwood Mac was being steered by American Bob Welch. Now, how many of you guys remember Bob Welch? He was a great singer on his own right. He had the song Sentimental Lady and a bunch of other hits back in the 70s. And he had taken over guitar and vocal duties after kind of a litany of players came and went, including Peter Green, Jeremy Spencer, and Danny Kerwin. Welch brought a kind of jazzier touch to the Max music while expanding the scope of their sound beyond love songs and blues. Wait a minute. Did you just call them the Mac? I did. Is that that the vernacular, the Mac? Do you guys remember when Perry was on last week? Yeah. Talked to Perry yet, right? When you're in the business, Dave, you shorten the names of things. Oh, wait, we're in the business now because Perry Richardson did a movie review? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm telling all my friends, that's for sure. Yeah. Marty's backing you. All right. Thanks. All right. Appreciate it. Go ahead. Okay. Thank you. The Mac. (laughs) (laughs) And so, again, expanding their, their sound beyond love songs. That included his interest in the unknown of space, which he incorporated in, into one of his signature tracks during his tenure in Fleetwood Mac called Hypnotized. That was a shuffle times blues rocker for singer Dave Walker. And when Fleetwood Mac and Dave on board as a band member, they brought the song to life. When we realized that Dave was not fitting in musically, however, with what we were trying to do, I hurriedly rewrote the lyrics in Christine McVie's upstairs living room at Benefold's, the mansion south of London where they all lived and recorded. It was a huge 20-room house. The playing field mentioned in one of the verses made a reference to the large grass tennis court, which was part of the property, and kind of spooky at night. 
I was and still am interested in the paranormal, UFOs, Carlos Castaneda books about the sorcerer Don Juan. So I incorporated a lot of these themes and references into the song Welch said. The place down in Mexico refers to Castaneda's sorcerer Don Juan, who is presumably going astral travel. The strange, strange pond with sides like glass refers to a strange anomalous depression in the North Carolina woods near Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which a friend told me about, which at the time freaked him out, as well as his dirt biking buddies. Included on the 1973 album, Mystery to Me, Hypnotized proved to be a solid W, excuse me, <laughs> FM radio hit, finally giving Fleetwood Mac an established identity outside the shadow that Peter Green had cast over the band a half a decade earlier. Welch would stick around for one more album, 1974's Heroes Are Hard to Find, before embarking on a solo career. During early shows of the Buckingham Knicks era, Buckingham was forced to imitate Green and Welch on some of the band's best-known material, with Hypnotized often being slated as the band's final score. I, uh, I did. First of all, I didn't realize that this band has been around since Jesus walked the earth and that there's been that many iterations of it. But it, what, what was it? Not until Buckingham and, and Nick's joined that they actually earned the status that they're, they're considered now. So Buckingham Nick's was the beginning, right? They had kind of a, a twosome. It was when they brought everybody else in um, as well, McVie and such. And, and Bob Welch played a, a huge role in that. I'm not sure why he went his own way other than he had a great solo career on his own. I Maybe saw was, what you did there. <laughs> he yeah. went his own way. <laughs> That's a good one. Man, oh, he God. just changed cha- chained that together so good. <laughs> it's like he's prepared for this story. Yeah. I, I want to know what the story's about. I got completely lost. I thought it was a paranormal thing. What what happened? It's that, the, that Fleetwood Mac had a UFO song on one of oh, their deals, and, and it was goodness. Eric's way of forcing me that to was, hear about was, Fleetwood Mac. That was great. That I was, wanted to ramble for another 20 minutes about it, but I couldn't find anything else. So freaking good, here just good I have another story about Fleetwood Mac here. I uh, just realized that uh, here in my papers. No, I'm just joking. Actually. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> my stomach dropped. Hey, guys, I do want to make a quick mention. This is the last chance I'm going to get to mention this. This weekend, the Metaphysical and Paranormal Expo at the Janesville Convention Center taking place April 9th through the 10th. That's Saturday and Sunday, so you can come on out and see me. You can get information at metaparapro.com. That's M-E-T-A-P-A-R-A-P-R-O.com. The link for it is in today's guide. Make sure you check that out. But there's a whole spate of great speakers that are going to be there. I will be emceeing the entire weekend. I'll be at my table signing and doing photographs, handing out hugs. Uh, I'll have copies of my books, some darkness radio t-shirts, decals, and, and great stuff available. So come on out and see me this weekend at the Metaphysical and Paranormal Expo in Janesville, Wisconsin. I do and not remember seeing any sort of invite to that. Greg, Marty? I haven't uh, received any. You guys are, um, you know, you're part of the music business, but it takes a little longer <laughs> to get into the paranormal world. <laughs> and to show you how fickle things are, Marty is center stage, but he's quickly replaced by Greg Lawson, wow. the paranormal detective with his next story. All right, where are we off to next, Mr. Lawson? Hey, Dave, I think we need to go to New York and let's go to the street. An Israeli-Russian billionaire, Yuri Milner of DST Global, explained his $100 million investment to search for extraterrestrial life. 
uh, to CNBC's Kelly Evans on Closing Bell Thursday evening. Although the result of Milner's new venture, dubbed Breakthrough Starshot, will not be seen in his lifetime, he says he is trailblazing the way to opening the secrets of the universe. Well, correct me if I'm Eric. Yes, you had a point to make. I'm sending an email right now to Lindsey Buckingham to tell him to write that up. So, Yes, the title again, Breakthrough Starshot. Sounds Breakthrough like a, a Lindsey Buckingham Fleetwood. He's out of the band, though. I don't know why I know so much about Fleetwood Mac when I despise them, but... I do know about that. Anyway, despise. Right? Why despise? It's I, not I despise. Anyway, I just right. yeah have disdain for them. All right, go ahead. So Yuri, <laughs> Yuri Milner. You need, to, you need to take a shower, man. You just need to scrub that off of you, get it behind you. It'll yeah. be fine. Okay. All right. So uh, Milner said um, the really big frontier is going to be beyond the solar system and trying to find out what's going on out there. The nearest star, Alpha Centauri, is four light years away and we believe that uh, in this century we should be able to get a robotic probe sent there that you know the problem with that is you send out your robotic probe and um, uh, you know it takes four years for any um, you know chain course directions or anything to get back you know you send it's like yeah I'm the robotic probe and I'm like oh, I'm about to hit something <laughs> But I know what you're getting at. It takes a long time to get that data. And I, I want to talk to you about this when the story's over. But I want to take this a little further and roundtable it, if you will. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Milner is an investor in Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and Airbnb. Evans asked whether uh, Milner was competing with Jeff Bezos and uh, Elon Musk. And he said, well, I'm not competing with them at all because we're separated by a lot of space. The solar system is really big and there's enough out there for everyone so he's, he's yeah he's going with the look though he does yeah, have go with the bezos, bezos look. look yeah yeah I, that's what i thought yeah, yeah. What, what, when do you think we're going to start sponsoring like spaceships to each planet it'll be like uh the the next visit to uranus is brought to you by preparation h do you think that we're going to start seeing uh, sponsored missions uh, out to these different planets i see what you did there dave what's that uh, you know you, you the way you tied it in it's a uh, product tie-in so I have a question for you guys in, in all sincerity, and I'm not trying to stir, listen, like you, I'd love to know if there's life out there in the universe and, and I get it if it's on one of our close planets, but if it's something that's like outside of our planetary system, it's, it's way out there. Why should we spend billions of dollars in going out to find small molecules in space to prove life existed at some point when we are dealing with such a problem with homelessness here in the United States, dealing with such a problem with people all around the world, homelessness and, and starvation. Don't you think that money would be better suited fixing the problems we have here on earth and, and helping our people or am I just being too utopian? So let me uh, let me answer that. Uh, being a uh, NASA JPL Solar System ambassador, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, uh, yeah. Did you get that by uh, sending in some snack pack uh, proofs <laughs> of purchase? You gotta, yeah, you got to buy it. There's a little application he uh, sent in, and nice. Uh, got the little Dakota ring, NASA yeah. decoder. Wow. This uh, message says, "Greg, you're handsome." Hating on me, you can oh, sorry. go to uh, the JPL website and go to Solar System Ambassador uh, Program and look mm -hmm. up my name. But anyway. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> I hope that monster is good, Dave. I hope that monster is good. So, um, JPL, I do a um, 
a talk on return on investment for mm -hmm. uh, NASA. And people complain a lot about NASA's budget. Well, NASA's budget, every dollar that uh, tax dollars go into NASA's budget returns about seven within the community and within the United States because of the amount of technology that we're getting from these space exploration programs are turned back into um, outsourced technology that goes to other uh, other companies and then they make money off of it. So it's right. really interesting so the when billionaires, you look at that. The billionaires <laughs> get richer and people are still starving and homeless. And there's people in, in factories building things for those, uh, you know, those billionaires and stuff. And they're getting, uh, you know, $9 an hour or whatever it is that they're doing. Um, but that that is one of the things that fuels technology and fuels progress is looking for those sorts of things now to, to to jump on your bandwagon on that i agree we have a lot of problems here mars is not an option at all i know uh, uh not with that elon, shitty attitude yeah really, <laughs> elon musk is a lot smarter wow. than me but uh i know a little bit about uh planetary stuff and uh yeah it's <laughs> Wait, do you guys feel like we're in secure hands when he's like, Elon Musk has got his thoughts, but I know some stuff about planetary junk. <laughs> I feel completely at ease. Yes. You should I be do. the next yeah. ambassador. Dude, we got uh, trees here. How are you going to get trees on Mars? Come on, man. Take care of the trees here. Rerouting. Why are we trying Eric, what's your thoughts? Billions on space travel and exploration or? He's a banker. Why are you going to ask him That's that? That's why he's I want to know. I was going to say, although I appreciate Greg's insight, I don't agree with his justification. Um, yeah. No, I, we, we've got people here that are starving now, Agreed. to your point. Right? That, that. that, to me, is just is the worst. Uh, walking downtown, any large city, and you, and you see the homeless folks, right? Just asking for a buck or two when there's billions out there being spent to put trees in Mars, I guess. Is what You've heard it, folks. We need to take care of the homeless so Eric doesn't have to keep stepping over them and ignoring them when they're asking for a dollar. <laughs> so. It's hard to drink my... What was that mustard called? I guess you don't drink the mustard. The, the Grey Poupon, right? Yes, Grey. Yeah. No, you don't drink Grey Poupon. Unless you it was college. Can. You can. <laughs> yeah. But if you're really wealthy. Yeah. yeah. Colonel, what are your thoughts on this? Uh, you're, you were part of the military sect. Do you believe that the money would be better spent helping and, and shoring up our own planet and worrying about the issues we have here as opposed to, you know, if there are any <clears throat> molecular strands floating around in space or that there may be life teeming in the <clears throat> moons of Jupiter? Well, in an effort to try to keep this team intact and not have any problems Dissension. where I kind of foresee it going, I really think both Greg and Eric have some good points. That's all I need to hear from him. Please. That was all I <laughs> wow. Oh, hey. Look at the oh. Colonel's face. <laughs> I'm kidding with you, Colonel. Right. Okay. So you're Sweden yeah, or I, Switzerland in this deal. I got yeah, you. I, I, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that uh, as Greg's saying, we do get, we do get some, some, some payback or someone does uh, get some payback in, in regards to uh, advancement. Investment. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And then, and as an Eric, what he was saying is mm -hmm. that do we really need another tree in Mars? Do we? Yeah, do we? Yeah. Well, so, I don't th he's saying we couldn't even do it. He has no well, faith in, in our. has no uh, faith in trees in Mars. Yeah. I don't blame him because, listen, we can't get trees growing in our deserts. What are we worried about some dead planet for? Yeah, but now, Dave, answer me this. 
All right. A few years ago, didn't they claim that they found some type of a, a something in Mars that would have justified that there was water in Mars at some point in time? Yeah, at some point, but I believe that that would be the key words. At some point, there was water. I don't know. They're still doing some some work on it, but I don't think that we've proven that there's anything under you know ground yet. Yeah. Of course, when you've only got like a little remote droid that's zipping around at whatever slow speed it can go collecting data. I don't think we're going to get enough information from that data unless they truly are hiding things from us in the, 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 you know, which goes back to Greg's point is that we should then spend billions of dollars to send people there. So we don't use drones, but yeah, because that gives astronauts work and we want astronauts to work. They don't need to see their family again. They, they, it's one of those things where it's more important to put a tree in Mars. So how many astronauts are there? Too many. Greg, you must know. You're part How of NASA. many astronauts yeah. are there or are there? Correct. Are in yeah. Mars? There's right. none on Mars. Uh, this brain trust is not going to make the world any better, folks. Uh, let's uh, jump to dragon. Eric uh, before our dragon. break here. Before our break, you've got another UFO encounter story for us. Where are we going with this one? Another celebrity has come out recalling their encounter with unidentified flying objects. This time, Mira Sorvino. Uh, She was on The Late Late Show with James Corden uh, earlier this week to promote her new horror comedy show called Shining Veil. Thank you. I appreciate the the emphasis on horror, not horror, because that's what a lot of people end up hearing on these shows. Mm. And that is inappropriate. No, Mm -hmm. this is horror comedy Mm -hmm. called Shining Veil. And James asked her whether she had ever had a paranormal experience herself. And she described what she thinks was a UFO she saw about four years ago, back in 2018. I have seen a UFO for real, she said. There is nothing else to explain it. I woke up in the middle of the night. We were in a rented house in the Malibu Hills after our home was affected by the Woolsey fire. I woke up and I went to the window and I was looking at the moon and I was thinking, I wish I had a good camera to take a picture of this beautiful moon. And all of a sudden, this ball that looked like the color of a halogen light a pinkish light, this huge ball just zoomed right over the ocean. Hung over the ocean for about two minutes, and I just stared at it. All of a sudden, just as fast as it had arrived, it just disappeared. There's nothing we could have on Earth that I'm aware of that our technology can do that could do that except for a UFO. It was crazy. All right. So Mira Sorvino seeing UFOs. It's funny how many celebrities are coming out now talking about uh, having these experiences. And I, I never know when they're, when they're promoting a paranormal show, are they just giving some sound bites to get attention or are they legitimately having these experiences? That's always my concern when I'm looking for stories, right? It's like you, you go back and you see, did she ever talk about it before? And she never had, doesn't right. mean it didn't happen, right? I mean, it only happened four years ago to her point, but well, now, now it's Vogue, right? Yeah. Everything's Vogue. in Vogue. Yeah. yeah. Trying to, uh, catch in on the paranormal. Yeah. Look, at, at at this point, everybody's trying to cash in on the paranormal market. That's all I'm saying. Hey, <laughs> speaking of cashing in, make sure you guys check out the show this coming uh, Monday. Dr. John Huber joins me. I also have a, a few other special guests that are going to pop in. Whispers of the Demon. There have been an alarming amount of stories that have been coming out over the last year about the demonic telling people to kill. 
these voices that people are hearing in their heads. We're going to talk about the psychology and the parapsychology of that. And we've got a couple of interesting aspects of it. We're also going to talk with Dr. John Huber about work that he's doing. Um, he has a company. Go check it out. It's called tripsitter.clinic. Tripsitter.clinic. He is one of the uh, uh, kind of forerunners in the ketamine field of helping people deal with depression, <clears throat> anxiety, and pain management using ketamine. So we're going to be talking to him about that and the paranormal side effects that he has seen from people using these treatments. That's coming up next week on the show. Uh, we do have to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got more news, more information to share with you right here on the very best of Paranormal News Radio. This is the Paranormal 60. Guys, guys, no, 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 look at this, look at this, look at this. This sounds awesome. The Oregon Bigfoot Festival and beyond. July 30th, 2022 at the Clackamas County Fairgrounds in Canby, Oregon. Hey, look at that right there. Oh, yeah. So general admission is $25 online or $35 at the gate. But that includes admission to the Monsters and Mayhem show featuring Jason Hawes of Ghost Hunters and Cliff Berrickman of Finding Bigfoot. Oh, oh, and even more. Oh, wow, look at them all. Cool. It's going to be awesome. Hey, baby, you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Road trip, road trip, road trip. Tickets are available at OregonBigfootFestival.com. Hey, things are about to get squatchy again. Here's how I used Mother Nature's magic to crush, to crush my fitness my goals. Fitness goals. I, love I love the Snarky Tea Gap Starter Kit. It's all natural, it's all natural delicious, delicious, and they deliver, and they on, deliver their on their promises. Best part, Best part it's part half the price of other detox I drink the daily drink detox, the daily in, the detox in the morning for gut health, for gut and the cleanse, and the two, cleanse two, times two times a week after, after the gym for bloating and weight management. Add this kit to your fitness journey. It works so well. And right now, new customers, you'll get 10% off your first order. Very cool. Snarky tea. People love snarky tea. As a matter of fact, you could get that six-week Get Fit Starter Kit. Why? Because snarky tea utilizes Mother Nature's magic to help you crush your fitness goals. With spicy ginger to support digestion, comforting dandelion to support detoxification, and gentle holy basil to support purification, Daily Detox Blend is the perfect way to kickstart your wellness journey. Add in our gentle cleanse blend with activating fenugreek for bloating and relieving senna leaf to support deep cleansing. And you've got the perfect post-workout companion. What are you waiting for? Get started today. Grab the Snarky Tea Get Fit Kit at snarkytea.com backslash get fit. That's snarkytea.com backslash get fit. Welcome back to the program. And yes, Snarky Tea is my sister's company, guys. I don't know if you know that, but my sister makes Snarky Tea. She also has fantastic sampler packs you can try, all types of tea for every kind of occasion, morning, night, stress relief, sleep, everything you want. She's got it. Go check out SnarkyTea.com. Tell her 
that your big brother sent you. All right, uh, let's get started back in with news. I think uh, the colonel is up next. Martin, where are we going next in the world of paranormal news? Well, you know, uh, Dave, uh, William Reed reports that NASA scientists have devised a new technique of transmitting communications into space. Look at there. Okay, do tell. Yeah, the plan is to transmit humanity's unique fingerprint to anybody who could be eavesdropping on the transmission. These transmissions will be beamed from radio telescopes in China and Northern California. These are going to be a substitute for a famous 1974 broadcast consisting of comparable information from the Arcebo Observatory in Puerto Rico. But this observatory was shut down in 2020 due to a collapse. Or maybe the aliens didn't like what they were saying to them, huh? Think about is that, that. Is that your thoughts? The aliens are like, screw yeah. these screw guys this. and they're crappy. Is, they keep beaming paranormal radio shows up at us. Shut this, it down. This is BS. <laughs> Let's just blow them up. Possibility. Possible. But the new plan has picked up a specific region of the Milky Way because it has a higher chance of harboring intelligent species that are willing to hear what we have to say. Maybe they learned their lesson from last time, huh? I don't know about that. There are species out there that actually care about what we have to say. Yeah, apparently so. In the Milky Way somewhere. So, yeah. Somewhere in the Milky Way. Yeah, All the, right. Oh, Go ahead. You had more to share with us? Oh, yeah. Just a little bit more. Um, okay. The performance level and responsiveness of the telescope in China is many times greater than the telescope that was in Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. However, the Chinese telescope is a receive-only radio telescope at the moment and cannot be cannot transmit signals. Again, Martin, why do you hate the Puerto the, Ricans? Why do you hate the Puerto Ricans? Why do you got to put down their uh, their telescope? You know, uh, unbelievable. I'm sorry, yeah. folks. I didn't realize there was such rampant racism in this group. Yeah, I yeah. I was hoping it wasn't coming out. Apparently, it did. <laughs> Hashtag cancel Marty. Yeah, all right, yeah. and canceled. There you Luckily, go. we have a big heart, so we bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. yeah. I'm gone again. Uh, well, that's no. all I have on that. Okay. Um, well, that's yeah. good because you've been removed from the uh, con. All right, Greg Lawson, the paranormal detective. Uh, what's your next tale for us? Well, uh, let's go to the U.S. Sun and Emma Perry. Uh, okay. She wrote an article of UFOs had sexual encounters with witnesses leaving one woman pregnant. Wait, oh, UFOs? Yeah. Wow. Wait, not aliens, but UFOs? Yeah, well, you text? know, that's that's what the article started off. Yeah, it would wow, be the okay. aliens on the UFOs, I'm assuming. But Unless you know, the UFOs got like some straight up game. I don't know about you, but uh, um, newspaper headlines always confuse me. You know, they, yeah. they just I don't they they write it really just weird. Right. Uh, and this one, what, what was it? The, the head <laughs> read the headline exactly how they wrote it. Uh, UFOs had sexual. Uh, 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 I think you're forgetting the top line. Uh, okay. Triple X uh, files. Well, yeah, triple X. Come on, just, man. You know, that's I'm the, just that's to, attention. Is, attention grabbing. This is a family show, and I just thought I would just stick with that. And look, All it's right. about making families, baby. <laughs> look at this cute little fellow. No. Congratulations, folks. Uh, he's so cute. <laughs> Looks just like his dad. That picture, it looks like the man's in pain and the woman's just like, hey, what's going on here? Because he just sees, uh, you know, child support payments coming back. Yeah. <laughs> if you are audio only right now and not missing the visual, you're missing the yeah. visual. Yeah. yeah. Basically, the image we have up is just a stock image of a woman with an alien bursting out of her stomach. And That's the- stock, Dave? 
Yeah, this is a stock photograph. Yeah. What? Hard to believe. Really? He's I in a pumpkin patch. <laughs> He's in a pumpkin patch. <laughs> Does that matter? All right, go on. So yeah, just, uh, UFOs are knocking women up because they're sexy UFOs. Sexy yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the wild claims were made in a bombshell uh, Pentagon uh, uh, documents obtained by the Sun from the Defense Intelligence Agency (DIA) as part of a huge Freedom of Information request. The report titled uh, it, "This Report is titled Anomalous, Acute, and Subacute Field Effects on Human and Biological Tissues." Yeah, swallow that one. It investigates injuries to human observers by anomalous advanced aerospace systems. Uh, it, it, it investigates actually the health impact on humans who have paranormal experiences. And I think that that's kind of a cool thing. I just wonder whether the, the you know, the DIA needs to be uh, <laughs> needs to be doing this um, well, survey. Who should? I don't know. who should be the one in charge of that? You know, um I, 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 I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. MIB, well thought out. Wow. MIB. Yeah. Men in yeah. black. That, yeah. that subdivision. They're not they, part of the DIA. They, they. I don't know. Um. I apologize. Like he's hiding things. something almost, huh? Yeah. There's certain things I don't know, and uh, hard to believe. So there, therefore, yeah. I cannot share them with you. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the documents feature a, a useful database, which is listed, uh, which has listed the biological effects of UFO sightings on humans and their frequency. Compiled U.S. Uh, uh, database civilian research agency uh, with MUFON as well. So this includes bizarre occurrences such as apparent abduction, unaccounted for pregnancies. Sexual encounters, uh, experience of te- uh, telepathy, and uh, perceived teleportation. Really, the word telepathy was one that's going to give Te- you. Problems? Oh, I was, I was going to say telepathy. <laughs> that was very Porky Pig of you. Tele, uh, tele, uh, tele, uh, tele, uh, tele, uh, tele, tele. Leave that up to Marty, okay? Yeah. Oh, great! See, now I'm oh, going to be wow. stuck on this word, and like I'm going to just say, <laughs> say telepathy. 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 It's at their telepathy. At their all right. I could read it like that. No, you you don't need to. All right. You don't need so, to at all. You've got a follow-up story on this one, Mr. Lawson. Oh, I, I do. I'm, I'm yeah. not even finished with this one. You want oh, me to just sorry. Move this, on? You want me to move on? No, please okay. continue. You snooze, you lose. Uh, wow. This, this show is dragging for Davis. Host. <laughs> yeah, it's, the host is on top of it, man. Uh, there have been five reported sexual encounters between UFOs and humans, says the study. Uh, the report prepared by the DIA goes on to say that UFO sightings can leave witnesses injured, suffering radiation burns, brain problems, and damaged nerves. It warns that such objects may be a threat to the United States' interest, and humans have been found uh, to be injured from exposures to anomalous vehicles, uh, especially airborne when they're in close proximity to them. So, yeah, you know, that's... Uh, that's actually kind of, uh, I guess it's kind of encouraging when uh, the, the federal government steps in and, and actually takes a role in studying some of the uh, um, things that are happening just besides, uh, I, I saw something fly through the, the sky. How many of these pregnancies that are being blamed on aliens? <laughs> In pumpkin, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So, you know, in in the uh, in eighty seven to eighty nine, I was a mental health investigator, and I used to go pick people up all the time that that said that they had abduction and sexual experiences with um, aliens. Did you make them um, describe it to you slowly? 
they I didn't make them do that, but often they did. Oh, nice. Yeah, often nice. they would want to describe. Were the aliens uh, going to put happened. on a little Barry White and? Yeah, it, it was it was a little bit blind. like that, and it was in the in the uh, uh, the the useful uh, instruments weren't always used the way they were supposed to be used. Mm. Mm. So I would like to commend you for that story, Greg, because that was a very difficult dictionary filled story. Yeah. However, I would like to say next time, pass that story to Marty. Telepathy. For a few weeks, knows. Hey, you know, Marty's good hey, for at least one word a week. That is a word that I would have to probably spell out. <laughs> Tele- uh, telepathy. Uh, yeah, telepathy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't worry. I think Marty's got a story about telepathy coming up. Uh, now, do. are you done with this story? You know, I, I, I guess, do have to yeah, laugh. Though. I thought I thought you said there was a follow up, but there is. Um, I, I, I saw. Th- I see the news stories you guys are presenting. And Marty's, it always cracks me up because Marty's got a one-page news story, and as he's reading it, it's three pages long. (laughs) And I've not figured out what translation happens between the original news story and what what the Colonel Diggs. It's font 72. Phonetically (laughs) takes a lot, a lot of page. Uh, Phonetically. (laughs) All right. Well, you have another story about a professor offering an interesting theory on alien abduction, Greg. That's what I was talking about. It's kind of a follow-up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sent that over to you. Um, professor officers out there theory on alien abduction. The sor- This source is from the Daily Record. Uh, Dr. David Jacobs of Temple University has researched rather startling conclusion about abductee experiences. Despite the unusual nature of such claims, there are still surprising number of people who believe that they have at some stage in their lives encountered beings from another world. Uh, The typical abduction experience usually involves a person being taken from their home, subjected to medical uh, experiments, and returned uh, with their memories of the encounter kind of uh, distorted or uh, altogether erased. Uh, One man who's been attempting to make sense of such experiences is David Jacobs, this doctor and researcher and author who spent years collecting and comparing abductee uh, testimonies. He has since come to a rather startling conclusion that alien abduction is a precursor to further alien invasion with the abductees themselves fulfilling some sort of role during that attack, which is uh, to me, you know, that's that's pretty crazy. Right. Um, ha- yeah, having definitely. them actually being involved in that. Uh, we've spread around the world and uh, con- conquered as much as we can. Uh, we don't know whether this is true of other beings or not, but we certainly um, it, it's certainly true that w- what human beings have done, he says. Uh, my best guess is. As uh, this is a guess, as he says, is that they're doing the same thing and uh, they're doing uh, what what they're doing is is just like what we're doing to ourselves. So this is what they do just like us. Um, And it's very, very confusing when you uh, when you get down to the nuts and bolts of uh, whether or not aliens are actually doing this involvement or whether it might be involved uh, with, with the people that are previous abductees to begin with. This is from the Pentagon documents. And this includes the list of possible impacts Mm -hmm. of seeing UFO. (laughs) And I'm terrified because I fit each one of these. I deal with 
migraines, uh, obvious hair loss. Um, I have nightmares. I've got uh, like burned skin. I've got nosebleeds and uh, heart palpitation issues. Uh, the only thing left out of it is fever. Unless, of course, we're talking about uh, cowbell. And then I have fever for a little cowbell. You know what, Dave, though? Uh, Yeah. The the thing is that you can Mm -hmm. have the same reactions uh, from going to one of uh, Eric's whiskey tasting uh, sessions (laughs) and come out feeling the same way, probably. I have experienced that. Just... Let's see. So you guys, you guys have suffered hair loss, headaches, oh, yeah. nightmares, burnt skin, nosebleeds, heart palpitations, and every fever. time, and many, many more. Time. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got completely confused one night. And, and, <laughs> just uh, one and night. Just I one night. I didn't know what was going on. Is that the yeah. night that you uh, you took Eric's expensive liquor and and cut the cord off? <laughs> that, I can neither confirm or deny what yeah. I have the was. video. Should I, should I play no, the video? No, 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 you're good. Oh yeah. That, that one uh, night was three days, by the way, Greg. So <laughs> shows you how with it you were. Now, okay. Are you guys, um, guys going to all be out at the Michigan Paracon this year? We are. Yes, we are. We are. Okay. So listen, all of us, the news crew will be there. Maybe we should do like a, a whiskey or bourbon tasting party when we're there at some point um, and, and have some people come in. Yes, Greg or Eric, please. Uh, I, don't name, I don't want to name drop here. Okay. But I recently had the um, organizer mm-hmm. of Michigan Paragon at my house, mm-hmm. Brad Blair, mm-hmm. for bourbon tasting. So he wow. knows how well they can go. So I think you've got, I think you're onto something there, Dave. I'm either onto something or on something. Yeah. Well, why don't we, yeah, we should talk about it. We'll have a uh, paranormal 60 minutes bourbon tasting. Well, we, maybe we could share some news stories live. What a can, great idea. Can I add to that too? No, um, we'd prefer you don't. Well, Eric, <laughs> Eric Folsom actually called me on the phone while he was having the bourbon tasting. Bro. Yeah, Just to so, rub your nose so on the I fact that you're like, right there. Well, no, I kind of feel I was part of it, uh, at least in a way. Kind of superfluously. Yeah. Look that word up. Just say the word. Don't look it up. Just say the word. So can I kind of wrap my uh, story here? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, Oh, Greg, you have the floor again. I'm just, you know, I just like to get this done because I think Uh everybody's completely uh, lost at this point. I think we're Um, still having fun with it, though. Go ahead, please. Oh, all right. Um, Mr. Serious Reporter all of a sudden. I know it's going to go to the bathroom scene of me trying to drink out of the toothbrush holder. I didn't even bring that up, Greg. It was on the tip of my tongue, and I didn't bring it up. Oh, I didn't realize how many holes a toothbrush holder has at night when you're, you know, I don't need the light. I know exactly where the cup is, and I get it. Let's just say a cup has one hole. Any more than one hole, it's not a cup. It's a That water had a little bit more, too much fluoride taste to it. It was everywhere. Hey, in, in Greg's defense, Eric, he was at the Folsom compound. The cups might have different holes so that the, there's different flavors involved. So <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying, I'm not yeah. saying that you're kind of fancy, but you're kind of fancy, kind of fancy guy. All right. Kinda so fancy. let's move on with your story. Greg, Greg. Yeah. Greg, can you stop laboring the story and just get to it? All right. As I said, it's very confusing as, as the article goes, um, mm-hmm. as far as who is doing what. So at that point, um, mm-hmm. the doctor said, I knew it was an integration into society prior to the takeover. He believes that uh, they can con- that they can control us. 
and we can't control them. They are superhuman, so to speak. So when when he's discussing what this interaction is, people are abducted, they get put back down, and then they start doing things uh, to other people or to themselves. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is uh, kind of confusing. It's like, okay, are are they doing that because uh, they've made a decision to do that or are the aliens controlling them? So that's, that's where he was going with this, whether they're going to take over or not, they can control human minds. He says, I don't know what's going to happen after that. I fear the worst. So uh, this is a guy that's been studying this uh, uh, alien abduction uh, um, phenomena for very many years, and uh, he's, he's concerned about it. I'm concerned about it's, it. It sounds like you both be. are. <clears throat> I am. All right. So, gentlemen, I've got to ask you as we go into this next story, uh, has anybody had a chance to drive a Tesla besides Eric? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Just Eric. Eric. <laughs> What are and I, the next story is about a Tesla, but I'm just curious. What do you think of these cars? Amazing cars. Uh, I believe they are the future. Certainly, a bunch of other car companies have now started to sprout up, kind of following in the same footsteps. In fact, I don't know if you guys saw the story this week. Um, DeLorean is coming back with an all-electric DeLorean. I think next year, 2023. We can only hope the Geo Metro is coming back too. Yeah. <laughs> The Suzuki sidekick, <laughs> the Pinto. Hey, one can only hope. Yeah, I would go bet. Why don't they redesign the Gremlin and put? Yeah, that with I'd the popularity the of right with the popularity of the paranormal and supernatural re-releasing the Gremlin. That's How the about way to a go. You go, you go. Yes, that would be. Yeah, that let's would just be. run down the list of bizarre cars out there. Yeah. I love it. I, I think it'd be cool to see where they're going to go with this. Electric cars, obviously, the way of the future here, right? Because gas prices and oil are, we, we can't remain dependent. Uh, but that's news for a real station. So let's get moving on. The story I wanted to share with you guys is an interesting one, and it deals with a car and some ghosts approaching it. A Tesla driver was recently creeped out after their car picked up a pedestrian in a cemetery when none were physically seen tiktoker i am edgar spelled i am three dgar who goes by edgar asornium on instagram shared a clip to his account as they drove through the west side cemetery district in taft california the clip captured the dashboard display which intermittently showed a pedestrian on the right walking in various directions. The person holding the camera kept panning up to show that there was no one there as the car slowly moved through the graveyard. The clip shared back in March was captioned, All the Spirits Came Out Today. It was posted across Reddit's Damn That's Interesting forum, where it has amassed over 25,000 upvotes. But it emerged, uh, but when it emerged, Asornia first posted a similar video back in October of 2021 in the same graveyard captioned, I guess my Tesla has a sixth sense. That racked up 23 million views. And this is the actual footage. Uh, for those of you that are just listening to the audio of this, we apologize. Go check out the video over on my, uh, the YouTube page. But this is the actual footage of, uh, of this. So 
so it's supposed to detect, right? Like I've got my, my car that's you know, the Ford Edge. And when I go in reverse, right, the camera will pick up a pretty good distance. If it tells me if something's coming towards me, even out of my driveway, I know if there's something coming towards me, I'm going to back into something. It's great. So the Tesla is actually scanning, looking for humans. Does it not only does it notice them, Eric, does it cause your car to slow down or stop if one is heading out into your into your lane? And my understanding is if you're in self-driving mode, right, where the car is driving itself, and that's that's the whole purpose of that technology. So it, it's got to be right. And that's and that's that, pretty bizarre, right, that to be in a cemetery showing that there's nobody there and you keep seeing figures pop up and move and around. The, they weren't, the figures weren't even on the road. They were kind of to the right of the road. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah, they were walking amongst the, and, the and, headstones. And they were kind of flashing in and out, which would indicate either they're flashing in and out or they're very faint or something like that. And I, I found that incredibly interesting for the simple fact that the people that use technology to try to um, detect the paranormal, this is a just one more thing. And, you know, that technology is a heck of a lot better than a, you know, some sort of a little $19 detector you buy online. Well, and, or here's the scary thing. If it is malfunctioning, that's worrisome. <laughs> if it's picking up on things that are not there, is your car going to be you know, right. you're starting going as you're on self-drive mode? Uh, all right, we are coming towards the end of the episode, and we've got a hefty story here the Colonel is about to uh, present to us. Ladies and gentlemen, the Colonel. All right, where are we going with this one, Marty? Well, Dave, Matthew Galt reporting for Vice.com reports that three newly released CIA reports from a 1963 and 1964 claim that the Soviet Union used ESP and t- attempted to develop cybernetic telepathy. Get that. All right. First, <laughs> I like that you hit those. Those are great. But what does ESP stand for, Marty? And go. Oh, oh man. You know what? <laughs> I thought he said ESPN there for a second. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did. Yeah, it's, the it's, sports. Yeah. Yeah. No. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Marty. Okay. Uh, the document details conversations with Soviet scientists and a visiting foreign exchange student about the USSR's interest in ESP. According to this article, the U.S. and the USSR believe... Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, <laughs> this isn't you. It's just the fact that... So in this this highly classified document, he admits... This, this scientist admits to talking to government officials and some random foreign exchange, yeah. foreign exchange student yeah, from this, Omaha... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, this foreign exchange student was doing really well in this telepathy I guess. class. Yeah. And so, uh, no, it, yeah. Apparently, uh, this foreign exchange student may have known a little bit more than your average foreign exchange student. So, um, yeah. So he used him. You know, he's probably looking for filler in his report. So that was a good way of doing it. Uh, according to this article, the US, U.S. and the USSR believed it was possible to eliminate the middleware of a language entirely and directly communicating between humans and machines via telepathy. So what they're saying is, again, you know, they would be able to not have to type anything into the computer or nothing like that. It would go straight into the computer through the mind. Uh, one example of this is that the Soviet scientists taped the central nervous system signals of a man playing piano and broadcast the signals into the arms of another person who had never played piano before. Pretty interesting stuff there. Uh, 
Wait, wait, they did. So I'm, I'm, so what they, they like map the, the, the nerves to track what is firing off. Correct. Right. So they have electronically done it. And then they've, they've entered that information into another man's arms to see if somebody who did not know how to play piano, if, if it would make that motor function replay. Correct. And the, the, wow. the, the plan was to not only do that, but to also give this individual the permanent ability to play piano, kind of like the matrix, you know, when they stick the little download, right? Right. So interesting. Boy, if, stuff. if that's yeah. true, if they're really working on that technology, imagine people that are, are paraplegics or quadriplegics. Can we mm-hmm. re infuse into the nervous system? But I, you know, if they're cut off, I guess it still doesn't matter because it's not cycling. Um, but it'd be interesting. I know that they are working on microchip technology to get people walking and, and moving again. And there's been some pretty interesting developments in that. Yeah. So uh, some, you know, some good, good possibilities, not only for uh, intelligence, uh, but also for uh, the area of medical care too. So mm-hmm. um, bottom line, uh, the the article ends by saying that they are also looking at ESP abilities within certain individuals uh, to not merely guess events, but these individuals were capable of predicting future random events. So uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of work going on or has been accomplished by the USSR and the U S in that area. Again, uh, you may have heard about, you know, the uh, uh, all the, Work that was done by the U.S. Uh, there's, I think, there's a movie about it about uh, you know oh, men that stare at ghosts. Right, ghosts. right. Yeah. Um, but uh, really, the U.S. in this article it claims that the U.S. has really not had very good luck with that uh, producing these psychic warriors, and most of these programs have been. Uh, it's interesting closed. because we keep saying, "Oh, yeah, our, our our work didn't." go so well but yet you you hear from remote viewers that were part of project stargate and some of these others and they were extremely good at it and there are remote viewers that are helping to find missing people do things along those lines i am trying to take a uh, this year i'm i've already tried to work in and getting signed up if i can find a time that works for me to do a remote viewing class because i want to start to develop my own abilities but i want to be able to see if if you could help people out greg that would be pretty impressive for law enforcement right i mean would you you know, would you take information if I said, hey, Greg, I'm picking up this, this. Is that something that you as a, a cop would look into through remote viewing as opposed to somebody claiming to be a psychic? Um, so that's a that's a good question. If um, if all other conventional uh, investigation and search techniques are exhausted and we have no no other place to go, then yes. Okay. And the reason I say that is. Um, you would be surprised at how many people, uh, you know, contact law enforcement in right. big cases trying to help them. Mm-hmm. And they send us down so many different rabbit holes. We're running around chasing our own tail. And most of the time, um, the information is not uh, helpful. That's spot and, on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We've got just a few more stories here before we wrap up. And these were uh, these were interesting. This one I love comes from Home and Garden News. A mom thinks she caught her son in their new home playing with the spirit that may reside there. Uh, We've all let our imaginations, of course, get the best of us. And there are times in our old houses where we hear doors slam for no reason, maybe floorboards creaking unprovoked. But typically, we can just chalk it up to the wind or perhaps the house settling. 
Whether you're a hardcore denier of an afterlife or, or maybe you're just a card carrying ghostbuster, there's a video that's making the rounds on TikTok that's pretty hard to explain. What is even more wild is that it was caught on camera. And there aren't any floating spectral mists in this, uh, no orbs, because you guys know I can't stand orbs. Jennifer Lynn uh, on on uh, TikTok put this up. She's at V-I-X-X-I-M-C-M-X-C-I-I. Did you get that? Follow that. It'll be great. Uh, I'll try to put the link up so you can follow her TikTok account. She did happen to capture a creepy moment as they're moving into this new house. You'll see it's pretty empty. She uh, Here's her son upstairs playing and talking to someone. So the mom goes up just to see what's going on, and she caught it on video. Oh, God, no. I fired her. What? I fired her. So the mom hears this, and she's looking through. I like this. She's coming up the stairs. She's got the camera going, and the kid jumps around the corner in his room looking into his closet, and he's like, ha! I find her. And the mom's like, what? I find her. So she'd been hearing this kid play for a while, and he's actually seeming to be interacting with something. She's already ready to move out of this new house. Hmm. Uh, so they were playing uh, hide and seek or something? Yeah, that's wow. she, she believes that. me about that, Dave. Yes. As kids, we always remember there were things in our closet. Yes. Where did he find her? In the closet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Marty, that was. I they always that. try to tell us there's nothing in the closet. See, right? Well, now, and that's okay. what that's what parents always tell us, right? Is, right? is there's no such thing as monsters? There's no such thing as this. It's fine, you know. And so we get conditioned to that. Yeah. yeah. Well, here, here here's a story that gets even weirder, right? Because closets, of course, under beds. But where's the other place in the house everybody seems terrified to go to as a child? For me, it was the attic, the basement. Yeah. School. The- the basement. I didn't this, have a basement. I'm in this, Texas. This next story. There's no basement in the Alamo. This <laughs> next story talks about a, a cat having um, a paranormal experience of its own. And, you know, we've talked on the show. Do animals have the ability to sense spirits? And this family had been hearing and experiencing weird things. And they had actually set up a camera in their house, a closed circuit camera, you know, CCTV to see what was going out. And this freaked out mom confessed that she's now too scared to even enter her own basement of her haunted house. Because on the CCTV footage, she captures what she believes to be a ghost chasing her cat. Kathy Gallinger, 45, claims to have experienced a number of these eerie occurrences ever since she first moved into her home back in August of 2018. This has included objects moving around on their own and eerie shadowy figures appearing from the darkness. However, one incident in particular has scared her more than any of the others. And after seeing this unsettling CCTV camera footage in her basement, Kathy from Ontario, Canada, captured footage of what appears to be this mist or mass chasing her petrified cat, Salem, after emerging from her mother's old 1950s doll. Now, the video shows three-year-old Salem, the cat, staring in the direction of the doll prior to this black mist emerging from it. Looking to be in visible distress, the mass then starts to drift towards the cat, causing him to flee in apparent terror. Kathy explained, my husband and I were really freaked out. I immediately called my psychic medium friend, and she made me feel a little better because she said she wasn't getting any vibes where it's something that's out to get us. It's just something that wants its presence known. 
I think my house must be haunted. I love this house. The only way we'd consider moving was if it ever became violent or if anything was to harm any of us, of course. But as it stands right now, uh, only a few other things have happened, and this just scaring the life out of us. We've become used to it, really. So in this photograph that you can see, on uh, on the live video that we're talking about, you can see the cat staring at the two dolls and you see this mist-like substance. Uh, the video itself is even, uh, I think, a little bit more startling. Now, there are people that have responded saying that they think there's some little machine in between the dolls that's putting out a puff of smoke that's that's doing this. But I think it's weird because why is the animal fixated on it? You know, talking about haunted dolls, haunted homes, and then to have an experience like that. That piece of footage is one that's made me really kind of interested in it. Um, you guys weigh in real quickly before we wrap up seeing something like that. Do you think it's a ghost or not? Greg, let's start with you, the paranormal detective, just from what you've seen. Uh, yeah, if, if there is any kind of manifestation like that, that's what it looks like. And I would love to go to that house and investigate that, uh, that basement. And, and yeah, those the dogs. whole house. If she's got you know, that experience. All right, you know, Colonel, what do you think? Ghost or not? Obviously one of the dolls is having some bowel problems. Is, uh, <laughs> what I'm, I'm thinking. All right, wow. Eric, Eric Folsom. I'm not going to take it down that path. First off, that's the nicest basement I've ever seen. Hopefully you can yeah, see the video nice here. That wasn't what I thought of as a basement, but it didn't look like a puff of smoke to your point. It looked like more like this mist. And then as it comes to that cat, it just takes off. Yeah. yeah Crazy stuff. Like it. Hey, if you guys have news stories from your area, you can send them to me, Dave at Paranormal60.com. Dave at Paranormal60.com. Some other exciting news coming up. Uh, the format that we film this in and, and present to you is working diligently and should have this next feature available very soon where we will be able to bring you, the viewer, into the episode so you can tell us and regale us with your own weird paranormal stories as the show's going. I can pick you out of our live stream, bring you on board, and you can share stories with us as well. So keep tuned for that. As soon as we have that available, we'd like to make you part of the program along with us. Uh, again, I want to remind you, check out the show Monday. Whispers of the Demon, Dr. John Huber joins me along with a couple other special guests that will be popping in for movie reviews and such and some insights. Robert Major from GhostRemover.com will be on that episode as well uh, to answer an email that we've got. Interesting stuff lined up coming up this week. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and spending a little time with us here on the Paranormal 60 Minutes news segment, Celebrity Ghost and UFO Stories Edition. We will be back again next Friday with more of the best in paranormal news from our team to you. 